This is Authorised Access, a podcast from Microsoft Australia and New Zealand about the cybersecurity challenges facing businesses today. On the show, you'll hear from leaders in cybersecurity from Microsoft and beyond as we explore high-level strategies to help confront risk in your organisation. We are living today in a multi-cloud, multi-platform, multi-environment world. It is more critical than ever that we keep our business safe. I'm Daniel Goffredo. I'm Jess Dodson. And I'm Kenny Singh. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Authorized Access. But before we do get started, I wanted to take this time to acknowledge the Camaragal people of the Aurora Nation. And as the traditional owners of the land that we work and live, I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. To everyone that doesn't know me, I'm Dan G. And with me today is, uh, as you're always uh, recognizing, Kenny and Jess. And they're coming from their remote locations in Queensland and Victoria. And I'm here today with a very special guest, <laughs> Vasu Jakal, our CVP of the Security Business Management. But as I've learned over the last couple of days, you are the unofficial CHO, our Chief Heart Officer. Oh. So, Vasu, welcome to Authorized Access. Okay, I don't have a digital, so a heart to all of you. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. We're very, very um, honored to have you here. And and um, there's the the chief heart officer. So I think you should update LinkedIn on uh, on CHO. I like that so much better. I'm looking forward to seeing that on your channel. Okay, you got it. Just for you. (laughs) And because you are in Australia and you're not a stranger to Australia, and we're just talking about it, but we wanted to start off with a Tim Tam slam. And Jess, (laughs) I think there is no better person to take us through it. So while I'm shuffling Tim Tams and milk, I'll let you take us through how to do a Tim Tam slam. So the proper way to do a Tim Tam slam is through coffee, but sometimes it can be a little bit too hot in summer to do it in coffee. So just some cold milk in summer, perfect way to do it. But you need to bite off opposing corners. That's the way to do a proper Tim Tam slam to get the most amount of liquid through your Tim Tam and use your Tim Tam like a straw. And then use the... I've done the, this before. It was a disaster. <laughs> the piece so that you try. I got it. It's delicious. It's good. It's it's, good. Oh, my God. Delicious. Oh, my God. I've got to admit, I feel a little guilty saying this, but I probably have them at least three or four times a week at the moment. <laughs> Not sure that's great for the waistline, but but good for the heart. Oh my God, they're so good. And that's mm-hmm. how you break an intermittent fast, mm-hmm. as we were talking about with everyone. So, Jeff, this is the best. My new favorite dessert. We've covered off the welcome, Vasu. And the way that we're going to take the session is uh, we're going to ask you a few questions. And we'll start off with Jess if you wanted to introduce and, and kick off. And then Kenny, if you wanted to go from there. So, Jess, over to you. Thank you very much. So, we wanted to kick off with quite a big question. So, Inside Microsoft, we recently announced that the cybersecurity and privacy here inside Microsoft hit the $20 billion milestone. What does this milestone mean and what's behind the success of Microsoft in the security space? Yeah, it's a great question. So again, I wish I had my heart. I should, oh, I got a heart tattoo today from our team. So here, heart. It's a big milestone. The the most important reason for this milestone is it enables us and empowers us to do what we need to do most, which is take this revenue, take the investment, put it back in our business. But to me, it's a proud moment, Jess, because it's a reflection of all the work you all and our teams have done globally across the world 
to build Microsoft as the number one security vendor in the world. And that is something we should hold very close to our hearts. We should be very proud because there are not a lot of companies, let alone businesses in our world, which can say that we grew from 10 billion to 15 to 20 in two years. It just doesn't happen. And when I say that, I say that with such mission at its core, because cybersecurity is a mission thing. It is about keeping our world safe, building a safe world to empower each other and organizations to do more. So our 20 billion milestone signifies a couple of things. It signifies the incredible hard work and smarts that our teams have put in there. It is a reflection of the value that our customers are seeing in our portfolio. We have 860,000 customers who are using our Microsoft security portfolio. Their customers who use more than four solutions from our portfolio has increased by 50%. It's a reflection of the signal intensity that we see. We see 65 trillion signals across our portfolio. That was 8 trillion signals. So again, we are giving more and more and more. It's a reflection of the belief and trust that customers have on the journey. And I think this is just the starting point of where we are going to go with Microsoft Security. So the $20 billion is very significant. We're integrating 50 plus categories into our portfolio, bringing it live into six product lines. And uh, we just released 300 plus innovations over the last year. So it signifies all of that and so much more. Thank you, Vasu. So look, the next question we wanted to ask you is, um, there's been a lot of talk about doing more with less. And we understand that that's a very integral part of the way we're thinking about developing and evolving our cybersecurity story going forward. Uh, you know, engineering investments, go-to-market investments. We just absolutely love your perspective on what does it really mean from the perspective of our products and services? How do we think about doing more with less? Integrating those 50 categories means our customers get not only better protection so that they're able to save more time, so do more with less time save more resources, do more with less resources, but also save costs because we give you 60% savings on an equivalent stack from third-party vendors to so do more with less money. And that's been a core part of that value proposition, Kenny. The second big pillar is AI and signal strength. And so we're using that to innovate and stay ahead of this very asymmetric war with attackers. And that way, doing more with less for your future so that you can future-proof your company and live your mission. Vasu, I've heard um, that conversation. You've been meeting with some of our CISOs at our most strategic accounts. And really, obviously, the landscape that we're in in Australia is no different to any others. But I think it's become really a forefront to the media in relation to major data breaches. And I'm impressed just with uh, the depth of knowledge that you've got with what's happening here. But the question I would love to ask on behalf of the audience is, what are your reflections of your week being here? What are some of the themes? And then I think for us internally as employees and custodians of, let's say, environments and defending against those threats, what were your takeaways? Yeah. So first, I know you gave me the honorary title of Chief Heart Officer, but I have to start with there's so much heart in all the people that I've met here, all of you, our team at large, our customers and partners. I mean, there's just really great energy and great spirit here. So it's amazing. I've just been super inspired and uplifted. So if I just move to Australia, you know, don't be surprised. But that has been great because there has been this open conversation with our customers and partners on what do we need to do together for cybersecurity? And that is critical because cybersecurity is as much about culture. It's really about the people 
as much as about the technology. So when we have those open conversations, when we drop those barriers and we say, how can we support each other? What does that mean? That is what a journey of trust looks like. So that has been a common theme. The other things, I'll start with the threat landscape that we share across the globe is just the sheer proliferation of attacks. You know, we're saying 1287 attacks per second, which is up from 579 attacks per second just two years back. That's a massive increase. Ransomware as a gig economy is alive and thriving, and there's employees in and out of this attack cycle. The barriers to entry are low. So this economic constrained environment that we are, it's not just Australia, but around the world, it is encouraging and empowering more people to become attackers. So that is alarming by itself because it's no longer just a nation state game. It is also very much a ransomware game. And we're seeing that trend line increase. Things like phishing have increased 667%. So that proliferation of attacks is increasing. The second thing we're seeing, and a lot of the customers could absolutely relate to it, is the time taken for defenders to really contain the threat escalation is reduced dramatically. So it used to be weeks, days, now it's 72 minutes before, you know, when a user clicks on a phishing link to, and they get access, uh, the attackers get access. So that's not a whole lot of time. And then the talent, 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 you know, talent shortage, not having security professionals, lots of attrition, lots of movement. So how do we secure our organizations when we know that there's a imbalance? Attackers just have more, there's more tags, there's it's easier to attack than ever and they're moving faster and we don't have the talent that we need. So those have been the anger conversations. And then the third theme that I'll touch on is our industry is really shifting. There was a time, as we all know, it was all these tools in a defender's org, right? Massive fragmentation. I just want a toe. I just want a nail. I just want a hand, a leg. Well, now everyone's talking about the full body, which is what we offer. And they're saying there's this massive trend towards consolidation. Most of the customers I met were like, let's talk strategy. Let's talk about what we need to do. Let's talk zero trust architectures. Let's talk about how to be moved there. That's amazing. That's beautiful. So that whole theme of consolidation, and you know what? Our customers don't need to choose anymore because the Microsoft portfolio gives you best of platform and best of suite and best of category. We are the leaders in 20 reports across every single pillar. So I think that conversation shifting to more strategic, to more platform and consolidation versus just piecemealing it was the last thing that I saw. I should add one more. Data security is a theme across the board. You know, earlier it was just this outside and coming at me, but now given the Medibank and Optus breaches, Everyone like, where's my data? How are you handling the data? Why are we retaining the data? So every customer had a data security and governance conversation with us. Wow. And I'm going to ask a data question a little bit later. And, and I think what I took away from that response is uh, the controls, the consolidation, most before everything else is the culture around yeah. speaking to CISOs about well, how important culture is because we're not just a control-based organization. We have to really encourage that there are more people. And I think you were talking about skill shortages and we're feeling that locally as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And culture has to change because we need to bring diversity into the mix. We can't solve the challenges of the world when the attackers reflect the diversity of the world and the defenders do not. 
And, you know, diversity is just good. It's good to make decisions. It's good to bring different perspectives. Like, you know, I love talking about the elephant. If everybody is just standing in front of the elephant and describing the trunk, you're going to see a very different elephant than if you step up and see the whole body. And that's why you need diversity, because diversity is about cognitive diversity, helps to think different. We need all kinds of people in security. We need all kinds of backgrounds. We need psychologists. We need art majors. We need design majors. We need different thinkers. We need philosophy, all of that, right? Not just science. So I think that diversity is important. We also need to, for talent, we need to train talent. We need to ready talent. We don't focus a lot on that. We just like launch people into security and expect everyone to just like understand PhDs. And then we need to change the way we hire, right? Even if I look at a security description, a role, I wouldn't qualify for any job. Like I'm sometimes like, how do I even make it? So we have to think differently about who are we hiring? Where are we hiring? How are we training? What are we doing? We need to partner with like, you know, Microsoft is partnering with community colleges across the world right now to train 250,000 people by 2025. So we need to partner with community colleges. And oh, by the way, a lot of the universities that I met were like, yeah, like we're in, we want to partner, we want to put internship programs. So that's talent conversation. Like talent cannot be solved for talent itself. Talent has to be solved for human empowerment. And when people feel included, when they feel they have the platforms they need to be successful and be their whole authentic selves, they do the best work. That's how we change the dialogue. That's absolutely amazing. Music to my ears, because it's one of the things that I talk quite a lot about, about security is about the people. The tools are amazing, but it's it's the people that build those tools and that work on them that make security so wonderful. And hearing you talk about diversity is Oh, it's lovely. It's so nice to hear. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, you know, I use this. Uh, one of the sizes that I met said this. He said, you know, what are the three words which are the most relevant in security? I said, people. And then he said, it was the second and third. And I was looking at him. He said, people and people. It's people, people, <laughs> people. So, yes, it's about people. And, you know, tools are tools. A brick can be used to build a house and a brick can be used to break houses. It's the person who's using the tool. So let's give the right tools, let's empower people, let's bring them along. Absolutely. And that leads really nicely into the next question I have, which is our EVP of cybersecurity and privacy, Charlie Bell, is launching his future of security point of view soon. Can you tell us more about that? Is that tying very much into some of the themes that that you've already spoken about? And what do we see happening in 2023 and beyond? Absolutely. So for those who've not met Charlie, you should meet Charlie. He's amazing. My partner in crime and all things. And I love him so very dearly. He's an amazing human being. He's an amazing leader. He's absolutely brilliant. The future of security blog is coming soon. It's going to be very exciting. We've been working with him on it. And he's going to flag a lot of the trends, which truly are going to shape and define where they're going. So key themes like AI, and machine learning, even quantum, you know, what do those mean? Comprehensive security, how does that come together? Simplicity. So those are some of the trends we're going to talk about. I'm sure you all have been reading up on all of the AI innovations in the world. And what does that AI mean, both from a yin and yang perspective, you know, AI to use and empower all of us, but also from a data and governance perspective that we need to watch out for AI. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to look at both those halves of AI. But yeah, I'm excited about the future of AI. 
the future of security block from Charlie and all of the themes that we're seeing around the world that he's going to touch on. So look, just building on that then, we also heard that on the 28th of March, we actually have our first iconic Microsoft Secure event. So essentially our own first party cybersecurity conference. Uh, I'd love to know more about that, Vasu. Yes, I'm delighted to talk about our Microsoft Secure event. So just like we have Ignite and we have Build for Developers, you know, we're going to do Secure, which is for all things security and anyone who wants to understand more about security. And this is our first one. So we're going to do it all digital. So you can be in your favorite outfit, your jammies or your glamorous dresses uh, with your favorite beverage. I have decided I'm going to do the Tim Tam Slam before I watch uh, Secure. And it's going to be about talking about the security innovation. So we're going to build on it from Charlie's Future of Security blog. We're going to talk about how security is shaping our world. What does that mean? And then we are going to have, we have some really exciting announcements which are coming up at Secure. So we are doing a lot in terms of every aspect, right? Comprehensive security, threat protection, data security, privacy, as well as threat intelligence and bringing it all together, simplicity. So those are some of the things coming up that I'm super excited about. What does AI mean? How is security in the age of AI? What does that mean? What can we do? What are we learning from it? How are we going to leverage it? So that's what Secure is going to be. And we also have then tracks on different topics that we'll take people through. And I know that for our Australia team, our ANZ team, we are going to, we're looking at Secure. I know Evan and team are looking and how do we get that content to our customers? You know, how do we do our own event here? So very exciting. It's really exciting. And Basu, just associated to that, is there any early thinking you can share with us on how you're seeing this conference evolve in the future? I understand that it's very early days. We're launching on the 28th of March. Just some thoughts. and uh, yeah. Yeah. Kenny, you know how much I love to dream big, right? I'm a Piscean, so I'm always dreaming. So I think where this is going is we want it to be like what Ignite really is with the same you know, multi-day event. I would love to do it in person at some point. You know, Of course, that comes with an investment. I would love for it to be global, just like Ignite is. And I think that's our North Star. So we are going to plan that out. We're going to work together and we're going to figure out how to enable that. Because gosh, wouldn't it be great to have that conversation around the world and have customers engage with us and do it in person. And so I think that's going to be great. We have to just figure out, like, let's get started. Think big, start small, move fast. (laughs) I was just talking about my framework, which I love. So we have a think big. They're going to start small with digital, and then we're going to move really fast to get us there. And you were sharing that with us about uh, in, a, in a private yeah. conversation. So it's great advice from that. And I did say we're going to get back to data security. And yes. there's been lots of announcements with data security. Why the focus in this area? I, well, I know why the focus, but I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, and I th- when I think of protection, there's outside, like threats coming from the outside that you protect yourself. But we often forget that threats are also inside and they are related to data. You know, where data is, how data moves, insider risk, information protection, data loss, all of that. And if you don't protect your data, your data is your gold, oil, Tim Tam, you know, whatever is your favorite thing, right? It is that. So how are you thinking of that data? How are you really protecting it across that life cycle is really, really important. And so increasingly, and especially in Australia, because of the Medibank and Optus and all those breaches and data being put out, people are really more heightened to, hey, whose data do we have? Where is it? What are we doing with it? 
And I think that's great because without data security, you are you do not have comprehensive security, which Microsoft has been saying forever. And then from a data security standpoint, there are many aspects of it because this is also where regulations come into the picture and compliance comes into the picture. It is about data. How are you protecting your data? How are you complying with regulations? And you know, the regulations world is changing. In Australia, it's changing. New Zealand is changing. It's changing in US, it's changing in definitely Europe, India, China, right? South America. So we're trying to understand what are these privacy data regulations. So all this world comes together in data security. So our data security product is actually data protection, data management, and data governance. And that's purview. It looks at end-to-end lifecycle management of data, works really closely with the XDR because it's an extension of XDR. And it does things automatically, like great policy enforcement, flagging insider risk, making sure it also has compliance communications, like is this behavior good or bad, making sure you have regulations compliant. And the most exciting thing that we just announced recently on Feb 7th was something called adaptive protection. So if you haven't had a chance to take a look at it, please do. I think it's a really important milestone. We're getting like great engagement from our customers because what it does is solve for a very tricky challenge. If we are both employees of the same org and let's say we both report to the same manager, but you're a really good employee, good behavior, and I'm terrible, you know, sharing mm-hmm. everything on social media, like all that, then based on my behavior, which is clearly bad, the adaptive protection risk policy management kicks in. And if we both are trying to access research data, which may be privileged data, you might get immediate access to it. So your experience is great. You're empowered. I may need Jess's permission, who is my manager, and she has to approve. So this way, you know, experience, empowerment, security, protection all come together. So those are some of the innovations that we are using, we're doing in data security and using AI and machine learning for. So you've spoken a little bit about AI and I'm going to pivot it slightly because we're talking a little bit about AI from a defender standpoint, but how do you see criminals and threat actors leveraging AI in a security space? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting and very important for us to watch that because just like us, they also have tools available to them And I am sure they are thinking of what are the best ways to use these tools to launch more attacks and be more creative and do more with less for them. So AI is this continuous conversation that has happened and this continuous innovation that has happened over the many years. And we are innovating faster and faster with open AI as as we all saw recently. So we have to be very vigilant about those tools. And this is, again, going back to the data governance, why it's important. Like, how are AI being used? By the way, responsible AI is a big part of it. How are we building AI? Who's building AI? And then keeping from a security standpoint, keeping a check and a pulse on the external threat landscape, just as you're saying, we have great human intelligence in our orgs as well. You know, we track 250 plus nation state actors, unique threat actors, ransomware groups. So we are going to be watching them closely to see what they're up to and the evolution of AI. But we are learning so much. Like it is the pace of innovation is super fast. I think that creates an opportunity for us also to defend in many innovative ways and really, really fast. Thank you, Vasu. And we could talk for a very long time. And I acknowledge that uh, we, we try and keep these episodes of Authorized Access quite 
brief, but thank Great. you so much for spending time with us and uh, really appreciate your visit to Australia and uh, definitely more Tim Tam slams every time you come back in the future. But on behalf of us and, and everyone listening, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's just been such a delight and such a pleasure and such an honor really to be here. I hope this was helpful and I'm going to go and do some more Tim Tam slams now. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Authorized Access, a show about the challenges that businesses face when it comes to cybersecurity. This podcast is brought to you by Microsoft ANZ. Microsoft offers a comprehensive set of end-to-end security solutions that span people, devices, apps, and data. For further information, please visit the website, aka.ms slash authorized access. This podcast was made with strategy and production support from Wavelength Creative. To make sure you don't miss an episode of Authorized Access, be sure to subscribe to or follow the show in your podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. It really helps others find the show. I'm Daniel Goffredo. I'm Jess Dodson. And I'm Kenny Singh. And we'll be back next episode with more Authorized Access. Authorized Access.